Hey everybody, DJ Martin, church pastor here at Parker Ford Church. I have a question for you right from the beginning today. What do you treasure? What do you treasure? What do you care about the most in your life? All right, think about that for a second. We're so glad to have you with us as we continue our midweek teaching series. Um, both members of Parker Ford Church and anyone else who's engaging this, we're, we're so glad to have you with us today as we continue our series through the Sermon on the Mount that we've titled A Path forward because we believe that Jesus' teaching in the Sermon on the Mount is a path forward for us like no other teaching is. Um, Really, there's no other teacher in human history that gives people hope like Jesus Christ, that gives people a path forward out of the craziness of this world, out of, out of this life, um, like Jesus does. And, and his teaching, I want to be careful how I say that, because his teaching isn't uh, that we would escape, it's that we would be who we truly are. So it's a path forward even in the midst of this life that he's called us to. Today we're looking at uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 24, and the title of today's teaching is, What Do You Treasure? Before we go any further, Let's pause, let's pray, and invite the Lord to teach us through his word today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And God, today as we explore this teaching, this beautiful teaching from the Sermon on the Mount, we pray that what we would most treasure would be you, your word, and your kingdom. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. What do you treasure? Now, you might say, um, I treasure my family, or I treasure my, my faith, or I treasure my job, or I treasure my, my possessions. Or you might be a person who's like, ah, I, I really, I want a simple life, and there's nothing really that I hold on to physically. I want things simple. I want a small house, or I want to live out in the mountains somewhere where people just leave me alone. I don't have anything that I treasure. And I would push back against that a little bit because everyone has something that they most treasure. Everyone, even if you're the type of person who just wants to live off in, you know, rural Montana, rural Alaska, where where you're just alone, you don't see anyone else, what you treasure is maybe that, that solitude. What you treasure is that space to think, that space to breathe. But each of us have something that we treasure, that we orient our lives around. And Jesus really challenges us to be thoughtful and intentional and careful about those things that we most treasure. Jesus offers us a path forward out of worry about tomorrow. He offers us a path forward out of fear of scarcity and out of divided loyalties where we love two things, or try to love two things that are actually opposed to one another. So with that, the teaching today comes from Matthew 6, verse 19, starting in verse 19. And Jesus says this, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. He says in verse 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in, in you is darkness, how great is the darkness. No one can serve two masters, 
for he either will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money, or your translation of choice might put it, you cannot serve God and mammon. In the Divine Conspiracy, Dallas Willard says this, the most important commandment of the Judeo-Christian tradition is to treasure God and his realm more than anything else. That is what it means to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You know this is the first and great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Dallas Willard says that this is directly connected to what Jesus is saying here about what we treasure. Let me read that again. The most important commandment of the Judeo-Christian tradition is to treasure God and his realm or his kingdom, his, his realm of authority, how he's working and acting more than anything else. That's exactly what it means to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So if you're asking yourself, or perhaps you've seen that statement before, that commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and thought to yourself, what does that actually mean? Well, in one sense, it means that you treasure God and his realm, his kingdom above all all else, that that is the treasure of your heart. It means to treasure him, Willard says, to hold him and his dear, and to protect and aid him in his purposes. This kind of sounds like, like covenantal marriage vows, doesn't it? He goes on to say, our only wisdom, safety, and fulfillment lies in so treasuring God. Then we will also treasure our neighbors rightly, as he treasures them. And the second commandment is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. When we learn to treasure God, we learn to treasure the things that God treasures and specifically the people that God treasures, every image bearer that bears his divine image. In other words, and these are my words, but in other words, the more that we learn to treasure God, the more that we learn to treasure the very things that he treasures. Psalm 37 is one of the more famous psalms, and in it, David prays this. He says, fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers. So in other words, don't, don't spend your time worrying about that, worrying about evildoers or wrongdoers or criminals or whatever. Don't, don't worry about that, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. He says, in contrast to that, Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You've probably heard this verse before. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. On a superficial, sort of shallow reading, you might think when we read that, okay, if we learn to treasure God, then he's going to give us everything we desire sort of like a prosperity gospel. Like you pray the right prayers, you give money towards the right thing, and God will bless you with material blessings and a great job and a great marriage and, and on and on. That's not what David is saying here. What David is saying here is treasure God and you learn to treasure the things that God treasures. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. In other words, when we learn to treasure God, he becomes the one that shapes the very things 
that we desire and want so that we learn to desire and treasure the same things that he treasures. This is why I believe that Jesus can say to his disciples in John 15 when he's talking about abide in me and I'll abide in you and you'll bear much fruit. Live in me and I'll live in you. And then he says this remarkable statement. And anything you ask in my name, the Father will do it. Well, again, on a superficial level, that sounds like maybe we can just say the right prayer. We can use God as like a genie in a bottle and rub the lamp and say the right thing and he's going to grant you your, your wishes, your three wishes. That's not actually what Jesus is saying, just like it's not what David was saying in this passage. He's saying, when you learn to abide in me, when you learn to treasure me, I'm going to reform you and remake you in such a way that you will actually desire the same things that I desire. And when we learn to desire and long for and work after and seek the very things of God, then when we ask for them, we're asking for the very will of Jesus to be done with the same longing from within us and it will surely come to pass because everything in Jesus Christ is yes and amen. All of his promises are yes and amen. He fulfills his word. Nothing is left undone in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Whether or not we can see it in this moment, He fulfills every promise. And so when we learn to delight ourselves in the Lord, when we learn to treasure his very person, his very presence, his very being, we learn to love and long for the same things that he loves and longs for, and we learn to ask and intercede for those same things too. Jesus goes on to say in in Matthew 6, 22, and this seems like a weird connection. I don't know about you. For me, when I read this, Without doing more work and more digging, it's a confusing little thing that he includes here. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So this is in the midst of treasure the things of God. He says, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light is in in you is darkness. How great is the darkness? So I I did a little bit of of study on this. What is he actually talking about? And I came across this great little explanation in the International Bible Commentary by uh, F.F. Bruce. He says, the man who fixes his eyes on God will give generously without second thought. The man who tries to look at God and the world, so having both light and darkness, trying to be in both places in the realm of of seeking to live in the kingdom of God, but also get what he wants out of the earth. Think Ananias and Sapphira are a great example of this in the book of Acts. When they sell their property and they give to the apostles, but they claim that they gave more than they did. They're trying to have one eye on heaven, one eye on the kingdom of God, and one eye on earth, and God strikes them down. So F.F. Bruce says, the man who tries to look at God and the world at the same time will see neither of them clearly. So in him there is no light, it's darkness. In fact, he will not see at all. This is why what we treasure matters so much. And then Jesus says, no one can serve two masters. You either will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So today, as you reflect on this passage, as we think about it, I want you to reread Matthew 6, 19 to 24, this beautiful passage about treasuring the things of God. 
and ask yourself these questions. Who are you serving? Because we will serve what we treasure. So who or what are you serving? Who is your master? You cannot love God and man, and you will serve the one and hate the other. So who is your master, the true master of your soul? And how might Jesus be offering you a path forward through this teaching? I pray that this is an encouragement to you today. I pray that you wrestle through this passage, and I pray that you treasure the very person of Jesus Christ with all that you are, heart, soul, mind, and strength today. Go with God.